0: This is the Statman Sports Podcast, where we keep topics in context. This is your host, Steve Duffus, who is still wondering why the Seahawks didn't run the ball. Ah, it's a beautiful day to talk sports, baby. Welcome to episode number 72 of the Statman Sports Podcast. This is your host, Steve Duffus. Ah, we took a little hiatus for two weeks, but we're back. We're fully loaded. We just... uh, We slept a little, we caught up on some things that uh, we've been putting away for weeks. How's everybody doing? I hope everyone is doing great. I hope you're also staying inside. I hope you're really healthy. For those of you who are tuning in for the first time, uh, thank you so much for showing that support and for coming to my podcast and listening to my crazy voice and my crazy takes. For those of you who've been here since day one, thank you so much for that support. You guys know I will never stop thanking you for that man today i have a very interesting topic for everyone you guys know as of next week as of this recording april 14th tuesday 2020 i mean 2020 rather i don't know why i keep saying 20 2020 Um, but anyway 2020 on april 19th we're gonna we're gonna finally get the documentary that we all have been waiting for And that's the last dance, the Dynasty by the Chicago Bulls How to Became a Dynasty, their last year in that Dynasty run We're going to talk about Michael Jordan And we're going to be watching four episodes for a good month So, you know, that's a blessing Getting that now that we know that sports is not going to be around for a little while So that's something that's refreshing, something new that's going to be on our screens And today I want to really lead into that Give you a lead into that, and to show you what to expect, because I know there's a lot of young listeners to my podcast, and a lot of you have not watched Michael Jordan in his prime and the Chicago Bulls when they were dominating basketball. And today, I want to touch on a very particular, a particular, uh, I would say, a discussion that is going around Twitter. Somebody sent this to me in my inbox on the on the podcast page. And uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. So I'm going to read read off what the, the discussion was in the statement, and then I'm going to give you my thoughts on that. So with no further ado, let's just get right into it. As I said in the introduction, I uh, want We have a couple of days left before um, the last ass documentary. A lot of you are calling it the Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls documentary from 1998, where we'll be we're going to be able to see a lot of never seen footage all these years i i can't imagine what footage footage we haven't seen from that dynasty from that chicago bulls team but i'm intrigued to know about you know the footage that we haven't seen um for those of you who've missed it um it's going to be on espn and you can also follow it up you've seen that on espn plus and if you haven't signed up for espn plus there's going to be a link in the description for this podcast and also on our web on our website statmanpodcast.com Will you be able to sign up for ESPN Plus? You know, I'm a proud affiliate of ESPN. Um, I represent ESPN and I'm very happy that we'll be able to get to see this on the streaming. We're also on television live. So moving on, um, the topic and discussion that was going around, like I mentioned in the introduction as well, which was about a user. Um, he happens to be, I did my little research. and He happens to be a um, a comedian that I've never heard about. But um, his username is the kid goey the da, da kid goey so it's d-a-k-i-d-g-o-w-i-e shout out to him and he posted this on the 31st of march of 2020 and this is was this is what he posted and i'm going to read this in his entirety for you so you get the context as to what this is all about so he posted a a cover photo and it said the truth about michael jordan he said after watching a few games from the chicago bulls dynasty team i can confirm that Michael Jordan is given way too much individual credit. Most of what the media says about him is true, but the team chemistry was the best I've ever seen. Pippen alone was elite, greatest duo. Then he followed that up on, on Twitter by saying, Michael Jordan is in fact human. In the games I've watched, Jordan was passive at times when his shot wasn't falling. Pippen would take over during those struggles. They were a duo. You can't mention the Bulls succeed without both. I watched MJ get lost and exposed on defense. Aside from Jordan and Pippen, the supporting cast were all in unison and each had a specific role. No one oversteps. Bigs like Horace Grant and Dennis Rodman hustled. Guards like Steve Kerr and John Paxson were shooters. Paxson was a killer low key. If Michael Jordan couldn't get it done on offense he made sure he was effective on defense. The most underrated part of his game was his passing. The chemistry was so great, he knew where his teammates would be at all times. His hang time and relentlessness were key to his game. Long analysis short, the Chicago Bulls dynasty was obviously great with Michael Jordan. But they were dominant because of their chemistry. If MJ didn't have Pippen, NBA history would look a lot different. I repeat, MJ was human. He had flaws and cold nights too, but he fought. That was the entire statement. So, of course, of course, you know, coming closer to this documentary that would, like I said, it's going to be on Sunday. We're going to feel your first two episodes on Sunday, April 19th at 9 p.m. on ESPN. It sparked a lot of discussion and commentary. A lot of people who just reading the, the, the comments, I can see a lot of them haven't seen Michael Jordan in this prime. And... Let me start by breaking this down this way for you guys. Okay. I've, I'm have i old enough to have watched Michael Jordan in his prime. Kobe Bryant in his prime. LeBron James. Multiple players. One of the, I would say, the top 50 players. A lot of top 50 players I've seen them play in their prime. And I can equivocally say, no one come close to Michael Jordan's greatness. No one. The, the things he was doing in the era he was doing with the rules that were played, it's amazing to even grasp how he was producing, the way he was producing, and the way he did it. And some of this, you know, some of the statement that are read by, by the kid Gowie, some things were right. Let, let's, let's begin with the fact that Michael Jordan was human. He was, just like every other player in the NBA. All great players had great nights. All great players. Most great players had mostly great nights. And the off nights, they were far between. But just like each great player, when those off games were there, they would be scrutinized. Michael Jordan, the time we were watching Michael Jordan, social media was not around. A lot of us didn't have access to internet like we do today. So a lot of twitter comments and facebook comments and instagram comments and everybody was not breaking down the game like they do today so we can we can't necessarily make that comparison as of today compared to today is what i'm trying to say because that just wasn't available but why do i mention that it's because my friend here (laughs) i'm calling him my friend he says that michael jordan got way too much credit so let me break something down for everyone Michael. A lot of people say, well, LeBron James and even Kobe Bryant, a few players, do a lot of things better than Michael Jordan in terms of individuality. I must remind you, the listeners, and a lot of people who will later on listen to this, is that the game of basketball, unlike any other sport, is one actually on an individual basis. For you to win a championship unlike many sports like football you're really dependent on the defensive and on the offensive and the offense can be so great but if your defense sucks you're most likely in football you're not going to win in basketball a five-man team an individual can have way more way more outcome on a game than any other sport unlike baseball you're dependent on your pitcher your pitcher has to pitch a great game and you have to just hit the ball but if your pitcher has an off game doesn't matter how many runs you put in. If he gives up more, you're not going to win. So, your individual stats aren't going to look that great. Well, actually, i rephrase. Your individual stats will look great, but they won't mean much. In basketball, one man can win you a series. Literally. That's the Toronto Raptors 2019. Asked the 1991 Los Angeles Lakers. What Michael Jordan did to them. Accident the 93 Phoenix Suns. Asked the 94-95 New York Knicks what Hakim Olajuwon did. Individual players, great individual players, Hall of Fame, all-time players, legends. They can win game on their own. Michael Jordan did get too much credit. He played in an offense. Let's start there. Just to give you a little history. He played in an offense that's called the triangle offense, which was predicated off of Tex Winner. And Tex Winner wasn't the originator of of this offense actually. Tex Winner played in this offense and he he broadened it, he expanded it when he accepted an assistant coach job with the Chicago Bulls and Phil Jackson. And Tex Winner loved that offense so much. I don't wanna get into intricacies of the offense because that would be a podcast on his own. Um, but but I would like to talk about it some other time. though. Maybe during the time we, you know, we're watching the documentary, I'll probably break down the triangle offense. But just to give you a gist of what the triangle offense was, Nobody has a set position in that offense. That offense is predicated on ball movement and man movement. It's a combination of both, but more so positioning the ball with a player that will give you the highest effectiveness to score the basketball. That's what the, the triangle offense is all about. If you, if you go more into the detail of the triangle offense, it was more effective when you had a big man. That's why the Lakers with Kobe and Shaq, regardless of what lineup they had, was the perfect fit for that duo. And that's why they produced the way they produced. Kobe and Shaq were great, but they needed help from everyone else. But what made the triangle great is you need everybody in that offense to have a high IQ basketball. High basketball IQ is what I mean. You need to have a high IQ because the offense, offensive sets don't dictate what you do it's your knowledge of basketball is what dictate in that offense what happens if somebody's open before the, the whole set is run you get the ball to that person in score the basketball that's how that offense was predicated there was no one person holding the basketball and dominating at the end of the game there was no one person who created all plays of course there's the situational ways Where you get Michael Jordan the ball. You got Scottie Pippen the ball. In a position where they had to create a play. But the offense in itself was literally unstoppable. Because it was all about spacing. It was a 16 feet uh, spacing between the first man and the last man in that offense. Like I said. I don't want to get into all those details. But that's the type of offense Michael Jordan played his his entire career. Mostly. And And especially mostly in his prime years. So. That is what Michael Jordan had to do. And like I said, that offense was affected having a big man. Michael Jordan played in an era where the hand checking was a thing. You couldn't defend without hand checking. You would you can toss people out the air. You can bring them down. You can like I said you can hand check. You can you can grab and pull. You can you the NBA we know today is not the NBA Michael Jordan played in. It was way more physical. The scores were low. If you grew up watching basketball now and you watch multiple games of the the Bulls or the 90s basketball, 80s basketball, you will come to understand these games were boring. Scores were ending like 91-89, like 95-91. Matter of fact, 95-91 was a high-scoring game even. So that's what the type of basketball Michael Jordan played in. It was a defensive era. So let me just run down to you based on the statement the kid made here he said also the team had a lot of chemistry yes they did any team ever that ever won any type of championship they had to have some sort of chemistry there were far and a few teams where there was one player that shined above all but then most of the time in basketball it was the superstars that carry you over the hump and that's the way it is in basketball you can have great team chemistry, but if you don't have one player that can overcome circumstances, that can overcome plays, that can overcome whistles, that can overcome the flu, that can overcome uh, absorbent situations, you won't win anything. Just It doesn't matter how good the other four players are or, or three players are on the court. You need those superstar players. So in that essence, Michael Jordan, yes, he deserved all the credit he got. Do I, re- do I really have to mention the fact that he won six, he went to the final six times, he won six MVPs. I mean, what else is there to say? But of course, I'm not denying the fact in order for him to get there, he did beat everybody literally by himself. But there were situations where he was the one that, well, not the most of the situations why they won, it was because of him. And everybody else, the kid was right in his statement. Everybody else knew their role. That's what made that team great. That offense, everybody on that team had a high IQ. Everybody on the team understood their position. Every Nobody did more than they had to do. Everybody knew their role. And I got to give the kid his say for that. That's true. Everybody knew their role. Teams knew and understood what they had to do against the Chicago Bulls. They decided, you know what, let Michael Jordan get his and let's stop everybody else. Well, Michael Jordan was that great that even when teams did that, they would still lose. So, yes, MJ deserved all the credit he got. Believe it or not, (laughs) like I said, social media wasn't available around the time when Jordan played. But I'm sure the way we talk about LeBron James today and all these superstars we talk about, the the all-time exposure these players get now, I'm sure... Michael Jordan would have gotten it matter of fact he probably would have gotten it more because Michael Jordan was so likable maybe not between a lot of teammates and the media but Michael Jordan he was he knew how to balance his basketball on the court and off the court he knew how to deal with the media he knew how to deal with the media he was charismatic people liked him so I'm sure he would have gotten a lot of exposure but that's not the real reason as to why he deserved all the credit if we, just on the basketball court, MJ was who he was. Now, the other part of this statement by the kid, where he talked about that he noticed that a few games that he watched, which which in itself, it's kind of questionable to me. What games did you watch? Because I can't assume you're just going to say, well, Michael Jordan's human because at a few games he was, you know, he didn't look interested. I mean, come on, you play 17 years of basketball. I mean, dude. <laughs> For the last four seasons, LeBron James hasn't been like half interested in half of the games he played. What am I going to say then? Like, oh, LeBron James is human. So, therefore, because of the few games that I saw LeBron James play where he wasn't involved or he didn't show interest means that all of a sudden he's human. Superstars pace themselves. There's some games they don't need to be interested in them. There's some games they're going to be off. They're going to be circumstances where they're not going to perform all the time. And that, But that's the curse and the blessing of being a superstar. When you, when you constantly perform on a high level, that moment it seems like you're taking a day off or you do take a day off on the court, people are going to scrutinize you. They're going to say, oh, well, look at that. You're not as great all the time as you think. And I think that's that's what it came down to. Look, the fact is Jordan would have not won six championships without Pippen and Phil Jackson. And, Phil, and Pippen and Phil Jackson would have never won without Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan would have had a higher had a probability of winning more championships by himself without Phil and Pippen than Pippen and Phil with whomever, whomever else. We have a small sample of that. The two years that Michael Jordan retired, where were the Chicago Bulls at? They made it to the semifinals. Quarterfinals, semifinals, they never made the NBA finals. They were good enough. But they weren't good enough to win a championship. There's a difference. And that was the difference he was the difference michael jordan was the difference there was even a season that michael jordan the second highest scorer obviously was Scottie pippen but michael jordan doubled the amount of scoring in one season over Scottie pippen that's how much better jordan was than everyone else so yes to make the point clear again michael jordan deserved all the credit he got but Michael Jordan is talked about so much, his greatness is talked about so much that it's overemphasized that, yes, I do have to agree that sometimes we tend to overlook what Pippen and everyone else did that was involved in that Chicago Bulls team ever did. Then, another part of the statement that I want to address is when he said here, guys like Steve Kerr and John Paxson were shooters. Of course, Phil Jackson was a great coach. He know for that triangle offense to work. The way the ball was moving in that offense you needed people who can shoot the ball so why not get people who could shoot the ball nobody's diminishing what steve kerr did nobody's diminishing what john paxton did they were shooters but at the same time they knew their role they didn't have to do much all they knew was if michael jordan get double team if Scottie pippen puts us in a position to score all we got to do is put the ball in the basket so you were right they didn't have to overstep but at the same time where would these guys be if they won on that team that's how you really have to look at this as well another part of the statement that was made if michael jordan couldn't get it done on offense he made sure he was effective on defense i must remind you some of you, you younger listeners who haven't done your research michael jordan was so great and it's part of why he's considered the greatest player of all time michael jordan early in his career won defensive player of the year he won All-Star Game MVP. He won the MVP. He won Defensive Player of the Year. Was All Defensive Team won, Obviously, led the league in steals and led the league in scoring. That's what he did all in one season. How many players can say that? Literally zero. No one has ever done that. That's how great Michael Jordan was. So, did this idea that we talk about he didn't deserve the credit that he that he gets. i will forever defend it jordan deserved all the credit he's getting now the other part that's interesting to me um i want to look at michael jordan during his prime when he was winning well i wouldn't say in his prime because his prime was from like 88 all the way to 98 to be honest but the times he was winning the championship so from 90 to 90 from 1991 92 93 96 97 98 This is the order Michael Jordan was averaging from 1990 to 1998: 36 and a half points. Listen listen to this craziness: 36, 36 36.7 points. So that's 37 points, seven rebounds, seven assists, 31 points, five rebounds, six assists. This is in the playoffs now, playoffs including NBA Finals. Excuse me: 37, 37, seven and seven, 31, six and eight, 34, five and six. (laughs) well actually 34 6 and 6 35 7 and 6 31 31 5 and 7 30 5 and 4 31 8 and 5 32 5 and 4 for his entire career in the playoffs Michael jordan averaged 33.4 points a game 6.4 rebounds and 5.7 assists and 2.1 steals in a block um, that's the highest percentage ever in basketball history. NBA Finals. Michael Jordan was this great. He had one NBA Finals where he averaged less than 27 points a game. And that was arguably against one of the top five defensive teams of all time in the Seattle Supersonics. And Michael Jordan averaged, what, 24 points a game or 25 points a game? That's how the average that season, the 72 Bulls win, the 72 win Bulls team. For you to average that amount of points and people to think, wow, that was horrendously bad of your part. Tells you how great Michael Jordan was. And what we're going to be able to see come April 19th, the beginning of this documentary, is we're going to be able to see the greatness of the Chicago Bulls on this and I'm sure we're going to hear a lot of what went on behind closed doors as to what make Michael Jordan who he was. What made Scottie Pippen who he was and what made Phil Jackson who he was. So this notion and this idea that Michael Jordan got too much credit. Look, everybody is in, everybody's entitled to their opinion. Everybody can say what they want. But we can't necessarily draw conclusions based on just a few games that we saw. Because we can also nitpick and say, you know what, I'm going to watch all the games that LeBron James didn't perform that was just to prove a point that he wasn't that great. That's nitpicking. That's that's not the way you analyze a player or a game or a team or a franchise when you talk about history. So we're going to have an opportunity now. To see what the Chicago Bulls are all about. We're going to see what Michael Jordan was really all about. I still have DVDs when the Chicago Bulls won the championships. Because back in the day, it was all on VHS. There was no DVDs. So it was all on VHS. If you don't know what a VHS is, some of you don't know. But (laughs) Google it. You see what a VHS is. But this is how I saw the Chicago Bulls championship. Cable wasn't accessible all the time. We weren't able to see all the games all the time. But the majority of the games I was able to see. And I can tell you firsthand, watching this team live. It was a uh, it was like an orchestra and of course when we saw teams like the Golden State Warriors and Los Angeles the early Lakers in the 2000 the Blazers and the Pacers and those other teams we, we saw an orchestra as well but isn't I'm just interested and I'm intrigued and I I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this documentary so we can all enjoy you know and appreciate the grace the greatness of that dynasty the final run of that dynasty for us to see how much time they put in, what what it meant for the legacies of Jordan, of Pippen, of of, of the Chicago Bulls um, organization, for Steve Kerr, for Horace Grant, Dennis Rodman, all these guys. You know I'm I can't wait to see this documentary and uh, I hope you guys would enjoy it as well. So I man I can't wait. I, I just really can't wait. Ah, we've come to the end of another episode. That was episode number 72 of the Statman Man Sports Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it, man. I'm Again, I'm really looking forward to this documentary. But before I let you guys go, today in sports history, April 14, 2016, we had to make a choice in watching whether Kobe Bryant played his last game in basketball ever and the Golden State Warriors breaking the Chicago Bulls' 72-win season. And... The Golden State Warriors prevailed at the end of the season the end up losing the championship. But we consider them the greatest regular season team of all time. That was happened today in sports. So if you guys enjoyed, you know, those little tidbits, if you enjoyed the breakdown of uh, of this upcoming documentary in the 98 bulls if you want to look forward to more information you can go to statmanpodcast.com we'll have an overview of everything we have text notes we have video plays we have you know graphics of all the information we talked about if you also have a little money left in reserve i know a lot of us are struggling but if you do, and if you want to represent the Man with some merchandise, you can go to store.statmanpodcast.com. And of course, if you want to get ready to watch a documentary, if you want to stream it online, you can sign up for ESPN Plus as well on our account on statmanpodcast.com. We'll also put some information on social media. That's all for today, man. So for right now, Man signing out, baby. Thanks for listening to the Man Sports Podcast. See you next time.